Coming from far ends of the globe, headquartered in London and Vancouver, the epitome of podcasts, this is It's a CD World Podcast. A podcast you will never get bored with. Topics that will make you smile. People talking about stuff, they have no idea what they're talking about. All right, how are we doing now? Making her laugh. Yeah. That's better. Yeah. That's yes. better. Okay. So. That's better. So, round two. <laughs> Say all those nice things again. <laughs> So welcome. So we got we have Brenda Trent Brand yeah. Trent Brand all the way yeah. from Ireland. She is a stand-up comedian and a wonderful woman that I've met here online. Uh, yeah. She is a teacher. She is uh, absolutely hilarious. Um, met her through the Ricky Bullocks gang, and online. she's also a pet fan. Um, and in one of the most beautiful places in the world. She comes from Ireland. Thank you. I can't, I can't. Thank you. I can't top that. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm very, very happy to be here. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying to you, I'm here in Dundalk. That's where you're, you're hearing me from, and um, it is literally one of the nicest days ever. I went for a spin, driving my son there up the mountains, Cooley Mountains, yeah. Carnivore Lock. It's just lovely. It's lovely. And Newgrange, I was saying, is just about five miles away from here. It's um, yeah. older than the Egyptian pyramids. I'm not telling you where I wow. live because I don't want anybody coming in. <laughs> and I live in the river. No, but it's a really nice place. And it's great to connect. You're in Vancouver. It's just really, really great to connect. Like, you know. Yeah. Others, we're opposite sides of the world. Yeah. Mad. But the, we've been linked yeah. through Ricky Gervais. We've been linked through him. Yeah. <laughs> through the medium of Ricky Gervais, we're here. <laughs> yes, yeah. and and like I said, I became a fan of your of your your comedy oh. and your performances, and you've got a beautiful puppy. Yeah. Um, and your son, yes, Edward is yeah. an amazing singer. Oh, oh, if you have a chance, anybody has a chance, to go online and search Edward. Thank you. Unbelievable singer. Just great set of pipes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, I thought I'd say, I'll tell you where you can go to see him if you want on YouTube. It's Edward Finnegan Sings, or Edward Finnegan. You'll just find him on YouTube. He's got one end yep. in the middle of Finnegan. Just just throw that out there, see if I can get more free stuff. As I was saying, that you know, just... <laughs> he was singing on holiday in Italy. Yeah, so I got his free, free meal. So that was, that's the beginning of it. Good times are here now. <laughs> Need to take need to go down to the local BMW dealership and try that and see if it works. Yes, <laughs> Mama needs a new car. Keep saying, keep saying, keep saying. So he sings Italian opera and everything. He's he's getting trained by an actual, a, a real life tenor here in in Ireland in Dublin. We go up and down every two weeks to him, and um, right, like I found him. It's my you know my claim to fame. This man is lovely, and um, he just practices in the kitchen in this man's kitchen. And I just sit there wow. and kind of try not to get emotional. And at the bit where it's really emotional, the, the man's name is Ross. Ross turns to me and he goes, what do you think of that? <laughs> and I'm like, it's <laughs> crying. It's just ridiculous. My husband, when he goes, he takes a book so he can just pretend he's reading. And he's like, oh. And he's, he's trying not to cry. It's so <laughs> he's got two adults to come emotional in. thing. <laughs> Two adults that come in, try crying, try not to cry, and the son, okay, fine, singing, and I'm like, you know. So anyway, hopefully he'll keep going. But, you know, he's very humble, very humble about it. Um, 
but he does say like down in this room or in the shower you can hear it and you go that's telling you just go and you keep going there was something else to do you know but he's just <laughs> outbursts of this Pavarotti kind of style music in Italian I, I don't really oh, know wow. what all of it is but it's it's like um yeah it's just I don't know it's just good it's good for the soul yeah yeah yeah, and it's a life. It's something he can have for his entire life. Something he can enjoy yeah. for his entire life. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, a teacher. Yeah, and but more so, a uh, comedian, stand-up comedian, and a writer. Yeah. Well, yes. I before, you see, my career has not been just very straightforward. I <laughs> don't. I didn't. I wasn't a good person. I did the right thing. Went to the right place. Did the right thing, and then graduation. No, 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 I didn't do that. I had to do a different thing. So I I was a journalist for a number of years. I qualified and I did that. Um Oh wow. Yeah, did you not did you not know gosh about me now? Sure, look, I was a journalist. So I'd be well, careful I didn't now. Know about the be journalism. careful. Are you scared? <laughs> that, that's you scared there. She's a journalist. You know, life life can take many different routes, many different things like yeah. I'm a sheriff. And you know, I no had, way. yeah, I had my own business. I imported in the 80s, we imported equipment from Japan. We did uh, remodeled homes. I've done built race cars. I, I've done, you know, wow. you've just done a mix. That's amazing. And you've been a journalist. Yeah. You've been a teacher. Teacher, been... <laughs> yeah. I've had my own business, a, write, a writing business. Oh. Uh, called The Right Space. Oh, wow. Yeah, for years. And I published books. I became a self-publisher. Right yeah, that was, I came up with that name. <laughs> It's a wonder I am not snapped up by, by Rick Gervais's writing team. I mean, this is, I've got all the qualifications, you know what I mean? The right space. And I'd say to people, it's W-R-I-T-E. You know, and they'd say, okay, whatever. And I was just fixated on them getting it right. But, um, <laughs> but I did that for years. And I, I, I got yeah. the children in my classes to write books to sell, to raise money for charity, for children with cancer. Oh, wow. Yeah, and then we would have a ball. We would have a big dance. And they would wear their Holy Communion dresses and the boys would wear their little, you know, their little suits whenever they wanted. And I got free stuff. Yeah. I got a free band, a brilliant band. One I got, I just kind of begged people for stuff because it was for charity. Do you know what I mean? And people yeah. are either saying yeah. no or yes. So I got yeah. the mothers involved and they asked and were all picking around the place for stuff. Um, it was for them to know that when they get, a, well, hopefully, when they get a bit older, that they can look back yeah. on that experience and go, I actually did something with my writing. Yeah. So we did three yeah. books. And, you yeah. know, it was just, yeah. It was just a brilliant thing to be able to have the chance to do, you know, because yeah. they grow up and forget about it, probably. Yeah. And writing is an amazing talent. I didn't, I, I failed grade 12 English. That's <laughs> where my writing background oh, comes from. Uh -oh. and, but <laughs> when the pandemic hit, yeah. Um, I bought, a program and I decided to just write. Yeah. When I found out that Ricky Gervais wrote most of his stuff, I thought, oh, I can do that. How difficult is going to be? Exactly. So yeah. I wrote a couple screenplays oh. and uh, wrote one with Louisa Core, yeah. who's, um, yeah, she's going to, we're going to do one of these with her as well. Yeah. yeah, we wrote a few things. Um, but writing is an amazing creative outlet. I, I was blown away with it. I it something I've never done. Like I've always struggled with English. Yeah. My first language. <laughs> and uh it's uh it's an amazing thing to do. I, I, yeah. I can't wait to keep well, I, I 
I'll keep doing it. You, you should, and you know, you should maybe not jot down things of your, you know, your past jobs, your careers. Um, because I, I, I wrote a book, book in two thousand and nine. I interviewed a man oh, wow. for yeah for the national newspapers here in Ireland. I used to freelance for national papers, and um, wow, not, but he he was a, he was a homeless man. He was down and out. But he got his life together. It was a story about that kind of thing. And wow. boy, he could talk. He was from Lisburn up in Northern Ireland, right? Oh, yeah. So he was really well able to put a story across. So we did that and we went to Poolbeg Press eventually. They gave us the go ahead and they published Marion right. Keyes' books, you know, all of those, Rachel's Holiday at the beginning, all of those things. And um, yeah. it took me nine months to write that book. I could have had a baby, wow. you know, nine months, yeah. but I had this baby, right? <laughs> And um, like we were in a bit of we were in sync, myself and this man Jackie. He'd ring me, and I was about I'd be about to ring him, and he go, you know, how's it going? And I'm like, oh my god! But it was a really good experience. Yeah. But then I also I wrote I wrote stories for another paper, and I got to travel with the children and take them around America as well. Yeah. And um, oh wow! Yeah, we did a road trip across America. Yeah. Because there was nothing else to do, obviously, so we did that. <laughs> And uh, I, I said to my editor, I sent him an email and said, we're thinking of going around America from uh, Chicago to L.A. We had relations there. And they go from L.A. all yeah. the way over to Tennessee and up to Ohio and then to Rhode Island, where we had relatives there uh, on my husband's side. So yeah. I sent the email and I said, this is you know, bonkers. So I said, he'd either ring me and say it's a good idea or not. So he rang me. And I was like, yeah. And so you definitely did. I said, yeah, yeah, we definitely do this. Once we can afford places to stay and once, you know, you can sponsor me along the way, right? Different motels yeah, and different events. So we, we sponsored ourselves all around that place. It was amazing. We went to 13 states wow. and went to Yosemite. We, just, we had a brilliant time. And I would write every Sunday and send it back to the Sunday editions the next Sunday. And yeah. they would get their sponsorship through that. Do you know the, the places that I, you know, Ask Mississippi boat ride and places like Gracelands and stuff, and wow. um, yeah, and it's all on Traveller's Point somewhere in the cloud somewhere. But it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant, you know. That that is phenomenal. Very jealous of it. What an experience! You need to do one for across Canada. Oh my god! Oh, that would be so interesting, wouldn't it? Because I could start in Halifax, go up to Newfoundland, and across. And then come right through to BC where it really matters. Okay. <laughs> Vancouver, <laughs> beautiful sunshine coast. I know, it's lovely. Well, I could do a retrace the steps kind of move. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. But I would love to. I mean, you know, we you know we have talked about doing something, but not sure what we're going to do. I don't, I don't know. When I was that age and children were young, it was easy to do it. It was just easy to yeah. go. Yeah, we do that. We do that. We do that. Sending emails to people, yeah. can you help us? The only thing I regret is that I didn't get it sponsored for different charities, you know, for children with mm -hmm. autism. And because I, I work a lot with children with autism and special needs, and um, that angle, I didn't cover that, but I, I tried everything else. I got everything else, you know. But then the comedy right. just kicked in uh, after everything else was exhausted, naturally. I ended up, my business uh, kind of faded away at the end of the recession, beginning mm -hmm. of the recession. Yeah. And then my, my showbiz career started, you know what I mean? So Yeah, so that, that brings you to your to your stand up work. Yes, my stand up work. And I said uh, 
I, I did a little course in Dublin and right. I was absolutely petrified. And they gave me the role of the mother, of course. You know, I was like my age, I was the mammy. So, uh, but I loved it. And then we, we graduated on stage. And I just, when you're on stage, you don't even think about it. You just, you just say something. And if it's funny, um, people go, they laugh. But they say you're funny. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button below. CD World is made possible by listeners like you, and we thank you for your support. Now, do you did you write all your stuff, or do you like ad lib everything? Um, I ad libbed ad libbed a few times uh, two weeks ago. Um, yeah, which I was a bit afraid to do for the first time, and it got a good reaction. Yeah, I won't even I won't tell you what it was because it's a bit. <laughs> You'd be too innocent for that chat, that would be. But then, <laughs> and then uh, I also write uh, jokes, right. and I sometimes write them at night time right. when I'm sleeping. I think of something, and I get up and I write it, and then I read it the next morning, and it could be, what was what was that? You know, just like you know, what what yeah. was that about a bear on a bicycle? That doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> well, usually when I did my writing, when I was doing my stuff, I always found stuff at night too. Yeah. That's, I would be, I, that's usually when I found the corners to turn, the, the next steps to take. When I, when I hit a block, yeah. I could see to the end of it. And I, I actually try to visualize the whole mm. story wow. um, before I start writing. And it's, I found it easier to write uh, for a screenplay because I guess I'm a visual thinker. I, it, I, yeah. I can see it all happening and then yeah. I would just put it down as a description. Well, what type of thing did you write about? What was your, was it crime? Uh, well, I wrote, I wrote a, a, a series. Uh, one was, uh, it's a spinoff of Afterlife, which is just a creative thing. That was what I did with Louisa. And then uh, I did a, um, it's kind of, it turned out to be a little bit of a mind messing, mm. little bit horror, which was okay. kind of dark, which really made me think <laughs> like, holy cow, did I write? Oh my God. <laughs> I need that's... help. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really good. That's really good. You didn't stop. Yeah. So it was, fun. It was yeah. really fun. That's really good. And I'm, I'm working on another one right now, which is a, a kind of a, turning out to be a little bit dark as well okay. but i'm finding it easy to write i i don't know I, it, the, the dark stuff is easy <laughs> Maybe. That that i'll have to read some of that someday you'll have to when you're when you feel like you want I'll somebody to read it of, will you please yeah i'll, I'll email you wow one yeah that yeah. stuff is so difficult do you so you got back into stand-up stand yes. comedy with the uh after you know, kind of the pandemic. Yes, I did. Oh, after the pandemic. The, this, you're jumping back into it. It was just too like the last stand up I did. I didn't know it was going to be my last for two years. Um, and yeah. oh, I really missed it. I really, really missed it. And then I connected yeah. to Ricky's bollocks thing, the gang, and I was <laughs> like, these people are all in the same boat as me. We're all kind of like. A little bit lost, and my mother had passed away just before all of that at the beginning of Aww. COVID. Yeah, so it, I was watching Afterlife, Afterlife one, two, and then waiting for three. 
So it was something yeah. that got my mind thinking and my writing. And it just kept my brain ticking over. And it was lovely to meet everybody else on Twitter. I mean, yeah, there's some mad people out there. But it's brilliant. <laughs> They're so funny. They're really, really good. Very supportive. Very supportive people. And oh. I don't know who they are. It's just so strange. Like, it's, it's strange, but it's good. It's very good. You know? It's so unique. Um, everybody's on, yeah, everybody's going through the same thing. We're yeah, all yeah. bonded by this, dealing with this, uh, horrific, um, pandemic, yeah. you know, people dying, people suffering, but yeah, it's just, it, and it was all around us. It was everywhere. It wasn't just, you know, in one country, it was, everybody was feeling that pain. It was so strange. Like I was in contact with a cousin of mine uh, in Rhode Island. She's from my husband's mm -hmm. cousin, really, but she's my cousin. But I would do this little skit of a Sister Mac character and she would connect yeah, in every yeah. morning. And I was like, there's people in Australia connecting with me. And there was a lady in Argentina. <laughs> it was so random. Oh. It was so random. And uh, all around the world. She went global very quickly. <laughs> that she didn't go anywhere <laughs> but she it was just it was something to keep me going after my mom's death i know it's sort of weird I, I wasn't enjoying it for the sake of it but i just had to get out of who i was for a bit and connect with everybody else and you know sister mac is a nun right and she yeah years ago i first performed as her in a religious retreat a real religious retreat and um yeah then I just took her out again and did that. But it was very strange. But the the pandemic was terrible because you didn't want to think about um it was too big to think about. It was just like you couldn't go out, you couldn't meet anybody, you just couldn't do anything except deal with whatever you had at home. And I was teaching on teams and it was really right. draining, it was really tough because you know, children will be children. They wouldn't put their little, you know, hellos on. They just kind of go dark screen the whole time. So I was yeah. talking into an abyss, and then they would kind of, you know, wave at me, bye bye, and say something. But it was terrible right. because you couldn't, you couldn't just say to them, "Here, if you look at this page, you'll see what I'm talking about." Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, but it was tough for everybody. It was, it was awful. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. It it it's and it's so foreign to the way you know we we kind of grew up in our classrooms where yeah i mean that classroom setting everybody's learning together everybody's working together everybody's you know the old pick a partner and yeah. start doing this start doing that and and the social interaction and we know how part important that is for people or for kids growing up for development right yeah. to have you know affection and social interaction and positive um positive role models and feedback and encouragement there was such a detach yeah. from from all of that yeah. with with uh, yeah. over teams you know i'm in the court system i work for the court system and this is it, it's really the, vi the video appearances has really hurt uh because we've kind of lost the uh the formality of court we've yes. lost uh the a lot of the respect for the court yes and i think you know, people see stuff on their phone. You know, it, it they're just so accustomed to it, they lose. Uh, it's hard to for me to explain. It's kind of like you know, in the old days, you put on a suit and tie to get on an airplane. Yeah, <laughs> used to dress up to go to a hockey game. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, yeah it's like we've that. lost that. 
formal part of life. I was just thinking about that kind of thing this morning because I don't like people were saying on TikTok about, you know, teachers were saying that children are finding it very difficult to sit still in the classroom and just yeah. listen. And like, because when I yes. went to school, I was just sat there and listened. I didn't think I, I would never have jumped up or, as one of my students would say, are the acoustics good in this room for shouting? Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, what are you yeah. talking about? And they start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> just start screaming. <laughs> I'm like, this is bad, right? I mean, it, so you you know you have to you have to think: is it COVID? Is it mobile phones? Is it a mixture of everything? Is it whatever they're brought up with? I don't. I, whatever way things are working out for them, you know. Like, but I get what you're saying about dressing up to go on an airplane. That makes a lot of sense. That is exactly being authentic in a courtroom and actually yeah. getting the experience of being in a courtroom mm-hmm. as opposed to everything that's functional now online, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, everything has changed so much. And it, just within the last two years, it's been a very rapid change. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of forced technology. It's forced. Wow. I mean, it, it's really been a big change. Let's get back into something happier. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I was happy. That was good. I was enjoying that. We brought the room down. <laughs> so you stand up material. Like, yes. I, I've drink. always been, you know, when Louisa got into, she got into stand up during the COVID as well, too. And I've always been very um, envious of somebody with the, the strength to go up there and oh, yeah. and to do that. I mean, mm. it, it's it's amazing. Yes, bonkers. It's an addiction. I know that sounds weird, but it, it that's not in a bad way. It's not in a bad way, but it's just like when you have no. I was gonna say when you have nothing else. No, but like it's just something you can. I I feel I can do this myself. I have loads right. of friends. They don't know how to do it. They wouldn't do it, right? But right. to get up on a stage the first time it was terrifying. Terrifying. I mean, there was a a girl beside me talking to me like I was a, a, a horse, you know. She was like, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And I was like, <laughs> she's going to be great. She said, when you go out on stage, you'll be great. He was like, give me all this. And then when I went out on the stage and saw everybody sitting there, I just went, oh, my God, I either just keep starting this now or just leave. So I just went into the routine. <laughs> and it was terrible. I ad-libbed and I showed them, like, st- I, oh, mortifying now. But I ad-libbed. It was good. And um, I left and I just said, oh, I'd love to do that again. It's just this kind of thing of hearing a lovely laugh, of seeing people smiling and just getting a wave back. I don't know what it, I, somebody would have to analyze it. I don't know. But it's just that feeling of, I've made that person laugh. I've made this happen. It's gone it's now. Connection. Yeah, it's a connection. And I go home. I used to go home on the bus. And I, would, I would be as happy as anything. Happy as anything. I go home, smiling on the bus, get into the house. Get into bed, fall asleep, no problem. It was it was brilliant. I mean, I, it, was it was so strange. Like, and the funny thing was, like, I wouldn't drink. I would have I well, I don't drink now, but I would have a glass of water because I didn't have any money. Yeah. I was unemployed at the time. I just I would save enough for McDonald's coffee and a, a donut. In fairness, right? So I get that. To so get that, <laughs> your next step is this. If you can take that step, and usually if if there was. You know, the other people were brilliant support. They were all in the same boat. We were all supporting each other. It was great. If you yeah. didn't do well, nobody was going to say that was terrible. You know, they just say, oh, I should try again, you know, or they would give you advice. Yeah. 
there was no there was no um hassle or bitchiness or anything like that you know yeah because like you say you're all in the same boat yeah. you're all you're all going through the same journey you're you're yeah, there, there's a connection with the people in the audience, with the with the other comedians going on stage. You're all going through the same feeling. It it must be surreal, like to think of yourself up there. I mean, it, I, I'm just so envious. I wish I could do it. Like I, I, yeah. uh, you should uh, do it. Uh, Louisa keeps telling me I should try yeah. it. But you have to be a. You have to be funny. B. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. You know, that could be your opening line. It, yeah. Yeah, it would just be fun. It would. It's it's an amazing thing, and I love seeing going and seeing comics. Um, it's, yeah, it's it's uh, it's such entertain such entertainment. Yeah. Hearing the way other people think, their views on things. Yes, it's a real like you said. It is. It's a real connection. It's good, and you forget you're there. You really don't think you're in that place, and when it's over, you're like that. Just flew. That was just like going into a time machine, doing that, and coming out. Yeah. yeah. And it's just out of body experience. Yes, I've had plenty of those, and yeah, it's like that. <laughs> Similar, yeah. No, it is. It's like that. It's very like that. But the thing is, you you know, Ricky Gervais played up in um, Dublin there last year. You know, he's a super nature. Yeah. And <laughs> I kind of thought that I was in the show, right? But I wasn't obviously in it. Like. Did you get to go down and see him? No, no, no. You couldn't. The security was very, very tight. Uh, I did try, and I said no. But when he said he came out first, and he said a joke, and it was a funny joke, but it was about I won't tell you what it is because you have to see it. It's about another comedian, and she's a female, right? So yeah. I just went, "Hey, hang on a second Shouted out, "Read!" <laughs> <laughs> and my son was there. You're embarrassing, and I said, "Sorry, I thought I was. <laughs> I thought I was actually. What did I think I was? I didn't know what I was doing." And um, and he went. <laughs> I think he was crying. <laughs> went, went to see Ricky Gervais, horrified your son. <laughs> He's now in counselling. <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm so embarrassed. And then, um, you know, I was kind of saying it for no reason, except I didn't like him talking about female comedians. And he wasn't really, but I just was like, you know, I'll have that man. You know, nah. And I just thought maybe he was on the, on the screen, but he was in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm so stupid. Yeah, so there you so go. What's what's one of the what's one of the biggest things you've discovered from doing stand up work? What what's been uh, what I've learned? What's your biggest what's your biggest takeaway? Like what's your yeah. um uh, what, what, what does it mean to you? Well it I tell you what it really means. It's like when things go really badly, right? Go back to mm -hmm. death and all of that, right? And you really have to find, before this as well, and you have to find a way to cope, right? Um, it's, right. It's nice to start, this sounds a bit weird, start saying you're set in your head and trying to mentally puzzle yourself to advance a line or to get the right words mm -hmm. that'll fit. And that takes you out of that uh, situation that you're in. That gives you this right. super power. It's not really, but it gives you something in your mind, you know? So that really helps me. That's that's really, and sometimes I might think, what would Sister Mac do in this situation? Or what would, you know, so stupid, but you just have to get your head. That's the biggest takeaway. And then anybody can do it. Like, you know, I'm, yeah. you know, in the 50s, right? So, like, anybody can do it. And 
everybody is so supportive of it, you know. I just, the only thing yeah. that I, I just have to be organized. You have to really be organized, you know, and, and discipline yourself. That's the only thing, you know. So it's a real, it's, um, it keeps your, keeps your, your mind clear, gives yeah. you uh, a, something to focus and to concentrate on and something that's rewarding. Yes. Um, yeah. It, it, and, and figuring things out. It's like a problem. It's like doing a puzzle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found that with my writing. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it allows you to escape something. Uh, you could feel good about something, yeah. especially when you connect it A to B, you know, connecting yeah. the dots, making yeah. things work. It just makes you feel good. It just, it, yeah, it just That's it, great. And it keeps, keeps your mind off the, the horrors of the day. Yes. Yes. You can just yeah. escape into that and nobody else can do that. Your writing is you and your yeah. writing. And it's yeah. brilliant. I yeah. definitely have to read yeah. some of your writing. Definitely. Well, I, I, I've got to, yeah, then you can, you can laugh. You're not an English teacher. You're an English teacher? No, I am, yeah. You teach? English. English teacher? Okay. Yeah. Everybody. So I failed grade 12 English. <laughs> and the only thing I did, the only, here's the funny thing, <laughs> the only thing I did well in English 12, and I actually aced it, was we all had to do speeches. I forget how long it was. We all had to do a speech. Oh, it must have been a half an hour. Everybody had to do a half an hour speech. And I didn't like this teacher, so I didn't really do a very good job. Actually, I didn't even prep for it. And they said, well, what's your, what's your topic on? <laughs> <laughs> they said, what's your topic on? And, of course, this is 1985, 86. Oh, okay. I said, it's on communism. <laughs> nice one. Set yourself up high. So, so I went up, I went up to, uh, I went up in front of the school, or in front of the class. And I talked for a half an hour about communism, and I got an A plus on it. Well done, fair play. I couldn't I, do that. I couldn't I, do that. I, well done. It was, it was silly. So that, I mean, I don't know why that sticks in my mind. <laughs> I, I, oh. I honestly have no facts or honest. I think I BS the entire way. <laughs> Did everybody just go at the end? That was really, yeah, yeah. really good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They probably all thought I was a communist. <laughs> <laughs> they were afraid to say something that. But it must have been good. Yeah, 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 we better, yeah, we yeah. better clap. Yeah, that was really good. That's communism itself is a brilliant thing. I mean, but it was a great subject. That was heavy, heavy. In the 80s, everybody was into that heavy stuff. Oh, my goodness. I, I was I, into rara skirts and blouses and stuff, you know. But some people were like into the mods, you know, they were like, you know, you would have been a communist yeah. kind of a moddy person, maybe, you know, not a communist, but like, you know, I was like more, you know, Starship, Silver City and Rock and Roll, that was me. Yeah. I was on the, I was about the 80s on the Starship, right? I didn't get into the heavy stuff, didn't get into, didn't get into politics at all, no. Well, I, I don't think I, I, well, I don't know anything about communism. And back then, yeah, I was more interested in cars and music. We <laughs> had a band and, you know. Oh, great. <laughs> what, what did you play? A bass guitar. Very good. Yeah, yeah. We were called, uh, there was four of us, no, five of us. Yeah. And we were called Spud. Very good. And we did, uh, we did heavy metal versions of Street Heart and Yes. <laughs> So, so that went well for us. <laughs> <laughs> I 
at least you tried. Uh, That's the main thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it was fun. It was really a lot of fun. Yeah. Good. Brought to you by Parallel 49 Beer, a great unparalleled beer using regional ingredients inspired by the creator's true love and passion of craft beer. Visit Parallel49Brewing.com for insight into the world of premium Canadian craft beer. Um, so we were talking about influences. Oh, yeah. Influences. Like, and I know Ricky Gervais is not one of your influences. <laughs> Yeah. So who influenced you to get into comedy? Don't really know. I have to say, I when I was growing up, I was watching the television programs from the BBC because we had RT yeah. one. We I was going over to the English stations, and I would see like impressionists like Mike Yarwood and, um, you know Michael Crawford and all those people and Malcolm and Wise and yeah. I really liked that. I used to do impressions of Rigsby from Light and Damp, and I used to do impressions of. Some others do have them. I, I was one of those people at a party, a child. Would you go up and do an impression of, you know, and I'd have to just, I was coggle up. And if it wasn't that, I'd be singing Country Roads. That my, my dad used to play guitar and sing. And I'd be singing it, oh, you know, God. yeah, retirement home dues, you know, at the age of seven, Country Roads, take me home. <laughs> All these people on their way out, you know, when I was doing. <laughs> it was just so surreal. And then, you know, do an impression while you're at it. You know, get bad <laughs> So I used to do oh, oh, Miss Jones, you know. I don't know if you know that. It rings me, rising damp. Yeah, she said, oh, Mr. Rigsby, you know. And I used to love... <laughs> that was it. <laughs> but most of the people were in wheelchairs as well. They couldn't get out. You know what I mean? I had a captive audience a lot of the time. So then I just... <laughs> Yeah, they weren't allowed to leave. <laughs> this is terrible. It was really bad. It was terrible. And then um so it was really bad. And then my um in college I did impressions of my lecturers, right? For my friends. Just for the crack. <laughs> that was that was good. That was done really did well. Did you use those impressions? Did you use those impressions to develop it to develop Sir Mac? Or Sister Mac? No, she just came out of I, w I was asked to go on a religious retreat. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not religious. I wouldn't say I'm very religious. I have my beliefs. Anyway, um, it was a religious retreat up the north, and my mother wanted me to go to it. So I said, okay, and I'll do the entertainment. There's a, loads of people are going to do stuff. There's men, <laughs> the thing about this, men dressing up as women, it was just all a bit surreal, right? It was a bit, but it was fun. <laughs> just, oh, that was real. But anyway, so I did Sister Mac. Little joke, played the guitar, blah, blah, blah. But the people in the audience thought I was actually a nun because I kept saying to the <laughs> people, does anybody need the toilet before we start? Put your hands up. And some people in the house had to get out and go to the... You know, I was such a bitch. Such a bitch. It was great. My inner bitch came out. And then I said, you at the back, you're, you're talking to him. Get up to the and I rearranged everybody. <laughs> the power. It was so funny. I couldn't believe it. They looked like they were horrified. They really did look captive. They were captive, definitely. And then I played the song. And I was looking at them and said, they didn't laugh. I really got to town, right? So they were all started laughing. Like, <laughs> then I, I went away. Well, that's how perfect the performance was. I mean, it, yeah, you, you totally own the character. <laughs> Like you in the back, don't you two sit together? <laughs> it's 
Yeah. And then I said, oh, you're, you're laughing. You're one of those people. I know about you. You're always skipping and laughing. And I just pick on people. It was so easy. It was very easy <laughs> to do, to get away with everything. And then I told my friends at the comedy there, you know, before COVID, I said, could I, I have a veil here in my, in my bag. I have a sister. Do you mind if I put it on and just do the, you know, skit with you? And the girl was like, no, go ahead. You know, she was this girl was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like shaking, putting the veil on. And they saw then I was this, this nun character, right? So the other girl taking yeah. the photograph, taking the camera, it's on my trend brand comedy. She, she, they were lovely, right? So I started kind of like being a my bitch story, you know? And I was looking into the cameras of like, it's not you, you did win a competition, but it's me. You know, this kind of way. She's like, oh yeah, can you tell me? I can tell, you know? And then she started making jokes and I, my thing was jokes to me, it jokes to me. You know, and, you're, and the girl was like, <laughs> I thought I'd I'm so very sorry, girls. I'm so sorry. I hope you weren't offended. And they were like, <laughs> No one was going on. And then I go home on the bus and go, great, yeah. Oh, look, it's all mad. It's crazy. It's just crazy. <laughs> it's just fun. I did another character just at the beginning of COVID at this time period called Mary Celeste, because it doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. That ship, anyway, right? And her name doesn't yeah. exist, right? So, um, again, another B. But she is a creative yeah. writing English teacher. And she would fire stuff up to the camera and say, what is that? What is that? And she'd say, that's a full stop. So you don't know what it looks like, right? And it would just be a dot on this blackboard. You know, so it's that kind of, uh, don't forget that. You know, she'd be one of those mean people. So I, so that was it. That's another character somewhere, maybe someday. Tonight, I don't know. Someday. 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 Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, they just certainly, they come out of the woodwork, right? Oh my God, I don't know. You're doing your dark, your dark writing. I'm doing these strange people oh, the dark writing oh I, I i tell you like i'm writing one right now about it's called the morgan girl and it's all about Ooh. a lady okay. who is an uber driver and is get ends up picking up a gangster boss who was somebody was just trying to assassinate and then it goes off into the dark from there and it, at the end of the story the Uber driver was there to pick up the people that were going to kill the bad guy okay. or pick up the kill. That's the, really good. The, uh, and it, so mm. it's kind of the, the story and how she yeah. ends up being a part of that and things happen. <laughs> now you just so get, the the yeah, end, things, things happen. <laughs> yeah, it sounds very good. It sounds very good. Oh, that's really yeah, dark. So, that's really good. And and the Morgan girl is at the yeah, end of it. She, she, she leaves in a Morgan, and her name is Morgan. And I, I goes back to my car thing. I love Morgans. It's one of my oh, favorite. Right. Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah, we had some growing up. So. Okay, okay, very good. Who's yeah. going to play the lead role of the Morgan girl? Um, well, I was thinking Louisa, but also I wrote it in mind. Uh, for um, uh, Joe Hart Hart. Hartley. Hartley. Oh, Joe Hartley. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's brilliant. She's yeah. oh, I love Joe Hartley. She's brilliant. She she's likes a some beautiful like, actress. Yeah, she's brilliant. Amazing, amazing actress. And you see, well, and I watched her in My Skin, where she plays a woman dealing with mental health issues. And I've worked with a lot of people with mental health problems, 
And it was like Derek, like we were talking yeah. about earlier, how I almost couldn't watch it. Yeah. It was it was so unbelievable. I was in she's an amazing actress. But I, I wrote it with her in mind. Oh look, you gotta yeah. you gotta connect and make something happen there. <laughs> no, seriously. Well, maybe she'll listen to this. <laughs> Please, you've got to pitch it. You have got to pitch it to her. She's lovely and oh, she's it, so it, she's so good. She's always liking stuff and you know she's oh, friendly, very friendly. So talented. Mm. Oh my gosh, is she ever talented? Yeah. Every time I see her act, I'm even more impressed with her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's she's, she's quite, quite a person, person, quite a person. Yeah. Um. So we're at what time are we at here? We're at forty minutes. <laughs> forty minutes. That's flying. Forty minutes. Um. So where can we find you online? Where Where's a good okay. place to to find out more about you? Okay. Well, at the moment, my TikTok name has to be changed. I have to wait until the twenty third of March to change it because I can't change it. I had three TikToks that are no use to anybody. But I tell you where else you can get me, right? I have YouTube. It's Tran Bren Comedy, Tyrian Birian Comedy. So that's my the stalking stuff from Ricky Gervais is on that, and all the questions I ask yeah. them, and then a bit of my stuff, a bit of my son's stuff, and then the other one yes. is um, which I've seen, yeah. Thank you. The other one is in, uh, Instagram, which is I'm looking to see, which is Tran uh, Tran underscore Bren One Comedy. So Trendbren, right. just have a little look and you see it. And then on Twitter, I'm Trendbren Comedy at Sister Mac fourteen. Yes. So, you know, just in, just if you please follow me, it would be absolutely brilliant because there's not many people following oh, totally me. Totally worth it. No. I love it. Oh, I love thank it. Thank you so much. You're great. Thank you. It's my it's my kind of humor. I love it. <laughs> great. I'm delighted because I I never hear anybody well, say good stuff. So. <laughs> that's true well call me anytime and if, if you need some just give me a call and we'll <laughs> you're you're doing very well today you're doing great <laughs> so much. it's just yeah my the, the hardest audience is my husband because he is very supportive but if i tell him a joke and he goes ah, that means it's really good right because he, yeah. he doesn't either so and my son is like yeah that's all well, i need well, I told my wife about these podcasts and she's, I keep asking her to listen to them. She says, well, I, she says, I keep trying to listen to them, but after she falls asleep after the first three minutes. So she's heard three minutes of every podcast. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or. <laughs> don't, hopefully don't fall asleep. So, don't fall asleep. Yeah. He's like, well, th <laughs> thanks for trying. <laughs> well, we got to sign off. I want to thank you very, very much for all this. This has been very, very, it's been great. And I really would like to do this again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, let's, let's connect again. Thank you very much. Again. Brilliant. I actually know what you look like now. And I can actually, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, I feel my lighting has let me down here. My, I look pale and look, it looks, it's gray, right? It shouldn't be gray. You're in a nice, bright. Well, well, I, well, I've got yeah. It says sun's out, so yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay. The sun is going in here. Yeah. But it was really nice, and thanks for asking me. I feel I think this is brilliant. I feel brilliant. Well done. Yeah, I'm sorry we'll do to everybody again. I have offended in the making of this show. <laughs> That's half the fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Thank you for joining us in our little CD world where we try to make your life a little more colorful. Be sure to tune in for our next show that will surely remove the boredom with fun topics that you'll love, all available on ACAST.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at CD World, or if you'd simply like to tell a friend about the show, that will help us out too. I am your announcer, Craig Wilmot, all original music performed by legendary Freya Bird. Until next time, stay safe.